Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Um, if, uh, if, Sheikh, can you please confirm that you can hear me? Assalamu alaikum, sir. Um, I think your mic is muted. Okay. Um, okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. 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 I can, sir. Assalamualaikum. Okay. Thank you so much. Alaikum um, For making out the time to to join us to to have the khutbah with us today. Um, Assalamualaikum, everybody. Uh, we have uh, almost ninety people here at the moment. Um. Uh, Ramadan Mubarak to everybody. Uh, it is a special Ramadan, perhaps the first Ramadan of its kind, you know, where we were fasting in a lockdown. Um, special times calls for, uh, special processes, you know, uh, and what we've done is to now create this virtual gathering so that we can continue, um, so that we can continue to so that we can we can continue to 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 uh share share the knowledge uh, of of Allah and his messengers um on behalf of uh, everybody and the Tahara collective um i'd like to welcome Sheikh Ahmed the chief mission of Ansaruddin uh who will be conducting today's khutbah um thank you so much uh Sheikh once again um, after Sheikh's Futuba, we'll be able to take a, a couple question and answers using the, using the question and answer, using the question and answer box at the, at the end. Um, thank you so much. I'm going to turn off my video now, Sheikh, and everything is in your hands, inshallah. Okay. Okay. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد أيها الإخوة والأخوات الأحبة في الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته All praises due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds I praise Him, I glorify His name And I bear witness that none deserve to be worshipped except Allah alone Who did not begin, who will not come to an end I also bear witness that our leader and patron Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the messenger of Allah and his apostle. May Allah bless him and give him peace, including members of his household, his faithful companions, those who follow the guidance that he brought until the day of Qiyamah. I pray Allah ta'ala to continue to include you and I among those who be qualified as sincere followers of the Prophet in the life of this world and in the hereafter. Um, I greet you in the best of greetings and say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Today, uh, we want to talk about an important matter, but that so many people do not give cognizance to. They do not regard it as important they do not attach importance to it, and they are very negligent when it comes to this particular issue, which could stand between one and his paradise in the hereafter. We want to talk about loans, 
and deaths as far as Islam is concerned. This is something that is very important. This is something uh, that we attach least importance to. We want to critically examine this today. Uh, first and foremost, we all know what loans are. That is, when a person needs, um, you know, cash or money for purposes um, that is important to him or to her, he goes to one who has surplus, you know, so that he could advance him or her uh, based on certain conditions that have been agreed. If we look at the Quran, chapter 2, verse 282, that in Surah Al-Baqarah, and 283, these two verses of the Quran, you know, set out the principles of taking loan, the principles of documentation, the principles of repayment. These are material loans. Um, promises are also a kind of loans, a kind of debts that we're going to be talking about in the cause of these. Uh, in these two verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has first uh, tell us that it is mandatory that when you enter into a loan agreement or a financial transaction with anyone, you must document it. You must write it down and there must be witnesses. You must first write it down uh, explicitly. And secondly, there must be a witness, a witness that will authenticate in case there are disputes, in case there are deniers, in case of death, in case of any other thing happening. Uh, it will not just be between you and uh, the one who is giving loan. In loan, it is between the lender and the borrower and another, two other persons that are going to be witnesses. So that there are two people, so that if one forgets, the other will remind the one who has forgotten. Now, this is the first principle that the Quran has uh, set out. The second principle is that now whenever the witness, you know, is called upon, it is mandatory for him or for her to bear witness. Um, he must not, he must not hide witness. He must not refuse, you know, to bear witness. This is the second thing. Now, the third principle that Allah has set out is that there is also uh, a window for trust. If we give trust to one another, then Allah is insisting, Allah is urging us that we must keep the trust, especially if it's a very short loan. Uh, you know, something just advance me until we get back. Now it must be paid uh, because a lot is attached to it. If we look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, Allah says, Inna Allah ayamurukum antuadul amanata ila ahliha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enjoined you, has ordered you that you return trusts to those uh, to whom trust are owed. And if you judge between people and ta'adilu bil'adli, that you judge between them in justice, in justice. Uh, uh, you know, in Allah, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enjoining you on these. Inna allaha ni'imma ya'idhukum bi. Inna allaha kana sami'an basira. Certainly Allah is all hearing, uh, you know, all seeing. Now, these are for loans. Uh, and we should remember the three principles that are laid out. One, it must be documented explicitly the amounts, the time frame for repayment, the mode of repayment, the dates, and, you know, even the time. The witnesses must also be there with their names and particulars. Now, um, this, the, the witnessing is the second principle. And the third principle is that when it matters, when the witnesses are called upon, they must, by law, it is an injunction that they must not refuse to bear witness. Now, um, generally speaking, we have a very casual approach to loans. Uh, so many people will even, you know, take loans. They do not have the intention of repayment. Um, uh, they say, according to them, they say debt is nothing. It's not a serious thing. Even nations are owing. They will tell you, even Nigeria too is owing. No, it's not anything. But debt is a very serious matter, as we're going to see, uh, in the, in the, in the, uh, foregoing, um, you know, uh, loan is an obligation. Debt is an obligation to be fulfilled. You know, debt is submission and humiliation. It must be avoided at all costs. We must not get into debt. We must not take it unless it is absolutely necessary. The debtor is a, pr a prisoner. Debt is uh, 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 something that people are warned against. You see, the Prophet used to pray all the time against becoming a debtor, against becoming insolvent all the time. And the, the Prophet was asked, why is it that you, all, you always seek Allah's refuge from death? And the Prophet said, uh, you know, in his prayer, he said, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-ma'atham wal-magram. O Allah, I seek refuge with you from sin and from death. And he was asked, why? Why are you always seeking Allah's, you know, you, you know protection and refuge uh, from death? He said, uh, debts, uh, a debtor, uh, is a liar. You know, by means of debts, you, you become a liar. He said, when a man gets into debt, he speaks and lies. He promises and fails. He speaks and lies. He promises and he fails. This is something that is very serious indeed. Both are very serious, a major sins lying and, you know, not fulfilling promises. And in this point, um, you promise someone something and you refuse to, to, to fulfill the promise. Okay. I will come to you by three o'clock. You don't have the intention of going to the person by, you know, three o'clock. It's a lie and it's a debt and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask you Allah will call you to account. This is something that is very serious. It's not casual. It's not casual at all. And number two, um, 
uh, whoever dies and leaves behind debts, you know, uh, you know, will not, even if they're shaheed, like we're going to see, that's if it is a matthaya, will not enter paradise. You know, the Prophet said, and this is in Sayyid Bukhari, he said, whoever dies, I'm free from three things. One, from arrogance. Two, uh, uh, from cheating. And three, from debts, uh, will enter paradise. These three things are very critical in our time. If it's free from arrogance, we are very arrogant people. Look at what is even happening in the world today. Partly the result of arrogance. And in the way we talk, in the way we comport ourselves, we demonstrate arrogance to its zenith. Uh, you, you, you look at a fellow human beings as if he's not a creature of Allah like you, as if you are special, you know, I'm better than you in all respect. I'm more red. I have more degrees. I, I, you know, I am from a noble family. I have money. I have built houses. Uh-uh. You are nothing. And this, this is going to amount to nothing at the end of the day. Be careful. So the Prophet said, whoever dies and is free from three things. Number one is arrogance. Arrogance is pervasive. Even in the way we carry ourselves. That's why in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Why do you walk arrogantly on the surface of the earth? You cannot, you cannot, you cannot, uh, 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 bore a hole on the earth. You are, you are stepping on the earth as if it is going to, is going to make a hole. No. And you are not going to be as tall as the mountains. You are still little, you are still small. Uh, so the second thing is cheating. We cheat in weights and measures. Uh, War betide those who cheat on weights and measures. In virtually everything we cheat, we adulterate for petroleum products. In fact, we adulterate virtually anything, palm oil, uh, granite oil, uh, e- e- even, even the so-called, even water, we adulterate it. <laughs> we, virtually we cheat. Cheating has become a way of life. We don't want to talk about fake drugs and all and all. Civil servants, we cheat. We, and this is something that can stand between you and paradise and the favor of Allah. And the mercy of Allah. Virtually in everything we cheat. We don't want to talk about between a husband and a wife. We even cheat our children. We cheat our neighbor. We cheat the government. We cheat the public. We cheat everything. It is not only those who are in authority among us. It is not only those who are in power and in government. We are all cheats. We all cheat in one way or the other. And this is a very big impediment to entering paradise. And the third thing that will prevent people from entering paradise is debts. Debt is a very big one indeed. Debt is a very big one. Um, Umar bin Khattab, you know, narrated from the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ said, beware of death, for it starts with worry and it ends with 
uh, uh, war. It starts with worry and it starts with war. It starts with how am I going to cope? How am I going to pay salary? How am I going to feed my family? How am I going to pay my rent? That's how it starts. Worry. And it ends with war. When you cannot repay, so avoid that as much as possible. When can you take loans? Loans has become virtually a way of life today. Uh, for everything, we, we take loan to buy cars, we take loan to buy houses, we take loan for holidays, we take loan. Uh, man, there are people who are virtually loans that personify everything about them, including the shoe, including the whole of their wardrobe is death. They are death personified. When they talk, they talk death. When they smell, they smell death. When they eat, they eat death. Everything about them, they are, it is on credit. Everything, in fact, even their lives have been mortgaged. Their lives in themselves are, you know, uh, on credit. Uh, you know, this hadith is reported by uh, uh, Malik and it is in Muwatta of Imam Malik. So th- what are the conditions? Borwa should be determined to pay. He should have the intention to pay. Not everyone that takes loan has the intention to pay. Some even will wish uh, 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 the lender, you know, uh, uh, a death, you know, uh, or will do things very diabolical so that the, the, the one who has the money would not be able to ask again, committing shirk, committing so many kind of atrocities so that the loan will not be repaid. Number two, it should be known or thought uh, most likely that is able to pay. Why do you want to take loan when you you don't have a, a you know a means of repayment? You you don't you don't have the ability to repay. You don't have a source of income, and you are living on debt. You are living your life as uh, you, your life is being lived on debt. So and you know the third condition for. Uh, you know, taking loan and being in debt is that it should be something, it should be for something that is permissible. It should be for something that is permissible. It should not be for something that is haram. You can see that in this country today, uh, the number of people that are owing, uh, you know, how much, you know, less than 1% of the population is, you know, owing a, a great percentage of the national wealth because, um, you know, they think nothing is going to happen anyway. Uh, it, it applies to the same thing for those who take contract and the only thing, they, they collect the money, mobilization, and they never discharge it. They will be sorry for themselves on the day of Qiyamah because of a hadith of the Prophet, Atadri Atmanin Muflis, do you know who is that person that is bankrupt, that is unfortunate, that is poor, that is wretched. Uh, you know, they answered. The person um, that is wretched is, is the one that has no house, he has no comfort, he has no car, he does not enjoy. And the prophet said, no, it is not. The wretched person is the person who lives his life well. He prays, he fasts, he does sadaka, he never drunk. 
he never committed adultery, he never took uh, riba, he never did anything wrong. Everything about him was perfect. Everything about her was perfect until the day of judgment, and he was about to enter paradise. And the, the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked people, is there anyone who has claimed against him? And a lot of people started coming. You know, he has cheated this, he has killed this, he has uh, taken the money of these unjustly, he has cheated, you know. And one by one, people will start to come. And that is how they will be taken from his good deed, his good prayer, his good fasting, his good heart, his charity, his act of kindness. And they will take everything. And the number of people who have claimed against him will not have been exhausted. And they will start giving the sin, the major sins committed by those people, uh, you know, to him in exchange for what he has, uh, you know, owed them. Uh, you know, the way he has cheated them, the way he has oppressed them, the way he has disgraced them, the way he has made them happy. At the end of the day, he will be bankrupt. He will have nothing. And then he will not be able to enter paradise. Uh, you know, so that is why death is really not something that should be encouraged at all. It should not be encouraged at all. Because uh, the Prophet ﷺ said, like we have established, in the Rajlu Hadatha If a man is indebted, when he speaks, he tells lies. When he promises, he fails. He doesn't fulfill his promise. You know, uh, borrowing without caution, like we do today. We want to expand our business. We go a borrowing. Borrowing is not haram. We could borrow, but then we must be cautious. We must remember that that is something that can stand between us and paradise. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you know, uh, one day they brought uh, a corpse to the Prophet, and they wanted the Prophet sallam to pray over that corpse. They want the Prophet to pray over that corpse, and the Prophet sallam asked. Is he indebted to anybody? Is he owing anybody? And they said, yeah, he's, he's owing. The Prophet ﷺ said, uh, Pray on, you know, uh, your man, because he has a death hanging over his head. The Prophet never used to pray over those who are indebted, because hmm, it's a very serious matter. They would not be allowed. They, even if they are qualified, they will not be allowed to enter paradise because they have no past. There is an impediment. They have no clearance. Why would the Prophet ﷺ pray over them? So even if as a Muslim today you die and it is known that you are in debt, nobody is going to pray over you. Or at best, it is the very ordinary. Those who know how to pray Janazah and those who don't know how to pray Janazah, you know, those are the people who just bury you like, uh, you know, uh, somebody that is unknown. This hadith is actually transmitted by Tirmizi. Uh, not even a mataya. A mataya is someone who dies in the course of Allah, for whom the paradise is guaranteed. There is no doubt about it. But even a paradise that is indebted will not, you know, will not enter paradise. In a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu that uh, 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 Sheikh Albani has authenticated, he said, 
يَغْفِرُ لِلشَّهِيدِ كُلُّ ذَنْبٍ The shaheed will be forgiven all sins illa dayn except for uh, you know his death it will not be forgiven uh, you know uh, one day the prophet sallam you know asked a group of people ahuna ahadun min bani fulan is there anyone who came from so so and so tribe uh, um, and he said inna sahibukum mahbusum bibabil jannah uh, your man is detained at the entrance of paradise your man is detained at the entrance of paradise uh, because of the debt that he is owing you know um, it is very important as a muslim to abandon being in debt that is not a good thing debt is an impediment uh, to the uh, uh, mercy of Allah. It's an impediment to prosperity. Uh, if you prefer, if you want safety, if you prefer to be saved, then be careful of death. Because too much death brings about poverty and takes, you know, baraka away from your wealth. It takes baraka away from your wealth. Uh, you know, in the Quran, chapter 17, the Surah Al-Isra, verse 29, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala is telling us wala taj'al yadaka maghlulatan ila unukika wala tabsutaha kullu al-bast fataquda maluman mahsura wala taj'al yadaka maghlulatan ila unukika which basically means don't be miserly don't be miserly don't hold wealth that's another extreme because you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us in the Quran and this must be understood by everyone. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, spend whatever is given to you in the life of this world, physical world, men in the intellect, Everything, power, honor, you know, everything that is given to you in this world as gift, spend it uh, uh, to secure a place for yourself, a place of rest, a place of honor, a place of comfort for yourself in the hereafter. But Allah is not saying that you should not enjoy. Enjoy to a limit. The good things of this world are not forbidden for you. So long as you fulfill the rights of Allah, you, you give to the poor, the needy, you are kind, you are generous, you are very considerate. You can enjoy your world as much as possible. It is not Iman that you refuse to dress well. By the way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see his blessing, his mercy, uh, you know, upon his servant, you know, by the way he or she dresses. So dress well. Don't be ostentatious. Be moderate. Ride very good car. Don't be ostentatious. It is not going to be at the expense of the poor. It is not going to be at the expense of the discharge of your responsibilities to those who have rights over you. It is not going to be at the expense of paying zakah. Once you do all this, you can enjoy your wealth. So Allah is saying, well, uh, don't be my salé, but don't be extravagant either. Don't be extravagant either. 
you must not spend extravagantly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abhors it. He says, Inna al-mubazirin. Those who are extravagant, kanu ikhwanu shayateen. They are the friends of the devil. Wa kana shaytana li rabbihi kafura. And shaytan is ever ungrateful. Is ever showing ingratitude to his Lord. So you can, you can, you have to be bayna zalika kawama. You have to be in between, not niggardly, not extravagant. You have to find a way, eh, between both. So you are moderate in your, you know, approach to it. But you see, this question of death is so bad. Is so bad, so bad that the Prophet ﷺ was reported to have said, um, Some people, you know, <laughs> marry, marry in debt, you know, because they have been told that there's an allowance. An allowance is made, you know, for one to uh, either pay dowry promptly or to delay dowry. For either pay it promptly or to delay it. They will say, okay, I will say, I will, I will pay deferred dowry. And uh, the innocent sister will be married on the promise that I will pay. I will pay you. I will pay you anything you want. I will pay you. And afterwards, he doesn't have, even originally, he doesn't have the intention of paying. You know, and um, there have been a case, you know, a case that we have been told that um, uh, a particular brother paid the dowry of a sister, you know, uh, when they were doing nikah. And the first thing, as soon as they got back home, the first thing he does is, he may bring that money. Don't you know? I'm not giving you. The Prophet has news for you. The Prophet has news for you. He said, Whoever promises dowry, and eventually, when he was promising, he didn't have uh, the intention of paying that dowry. Uh, it's just deceit. The Prophet said, you are a, you are an adulterer. You are an adulterer. Allah will resurrect you on the day of judgment as an adulterer. And woman adana dainan, whoever incurs a debt or takes a loan, and he has the intention, had an issue that he was not going to pay it to the lender. He, is, he doesn't have the intention of repayment. The Prophet said, such a person is a thief. He will be resurrected on the day of Qiyamah as a thief. Uh, uh, the meaning of this is he is going to meet Allah as a thief. Allah will resurrect him as a thief because he has taken a loan with the intention of not repaying. Say, hey, just because you have extra, we, we don't have anything. We are taking, it is national cake. We are taking our own part. That's my own share of your wealth. It is not Allah, it is not your share. It is not your share you are stealing. And Allah will resurrect you on the day of judgment as a uh, uh, a thief, uh, the, this, the second part, Allahu uh, is uh, from the narration of uh, 
Tabarani. Brothers and sisters, uh, the Prophet also said, Man akhaza amwali nasi yuridu adaha addallahu anhu. Whoever takes a loan out of necessity, because he's compelled, because he has a need, a compelling need to take the loan, and he has the intention of repaying, but he could not repay it ultimately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will repay it. But whoever dies while he takes loan, and he has enough money to repay without repaying, <laughs> Allah will not repay it on his behalf. Allah will take these from his good deeds. That is why when uh, a man, or when a person dies and is about to be buried, the first thing that the imam asks is, is there anyone uh, uh, that uh, is being owed by this man? Uh, so that the, the heirs will, will pay the loan. Otherwise, if he's a good man, he will not enter paradise. If she's a good woman, she's not going to enter paradise by dint of the loan that he or she has. All right? Woman akhaza yuridu itlafiha, but whoever takes people's money, takes loan from here, takes loan from there, takes loan from, he doesn't have, or she doesn't have the intention of repaying. Say, you think I'm a fool. You know, it is only uh, the madman's the mad footstep <laughs> that is easy, you know, to get. Uh, where will you get the footstep of, of a wise man? That's my own share. It is not your own share. Listen to what the Prophet said. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would destroy him. You, you have taken it because you want to destroy someone's world. You have taken loan out of, you pretended you are in, in difficulty, you are in need. All right. And, uh, you now spoil it. You are saying, okay, uh, at the best, take me to the court. The court will only rule that I should pay what I'm able to pay. And you are paying it five, five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand. And whereas you are owing him, uh, 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 five million, ten million, so that the whole money will be spoiled. The Prophet said, Allah will also destroy you, will destroy your wealth. It is Imam Bukhari that has uh, transmitted this hadith. Now, if you know the seriousness of debt, would you dare to get yourself into debt? You know, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful. You know, his balance in the way he does his things. Number one, you know, he has, he has enjoined us to avoid debts. Allah has enjoined us to avoid debts. And at the same time, he has appealed, enjoined upon those who are lenders to be lenient, to be merciful as much as possible, even to write it off. All right. Uh, you know, so, so, uh, 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 you know, uh, the Prophet ﷺ said, uh, in, 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 in a hadith that, uh, uh Sheikh Albani has authenticated, he said, Man nafasa an gharimihi, aw maha anhu, kana fi zillil arshi yawm al qiyama, uh, whoever, whoever, you know, uh, makes it easy. For the person that is owing him, 
this person wants to pay. He doesn't have the ability at, as at that time to pay. So don't make life difficult for him or for her. You know, or whoever even forgives the debts, you know, of, uh, you know, a debtor, a creditor who forgives the debt of uh, a debtor will be under the arsh, you know, under the throne of Allah on the day of judgment. Whoever is under the throne of Allah will be saved from the initial punishment of the day of judgment and will eventually enter uh, al-Jannah. You know, but you should not bank on this because people are very wicked. This is the hadith that will interest them. And what we have had, uh, Allah says, anybody who makes it easy for the debtor, uh, for his debtor. It depends on, you know, some people will say it, they will say what is true, but what they intend is not good. They intend to spoil the world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you. Allah knows you. Allah will take you to account. Um, uh, it is also said, uh, you know, uh, those who, uh, uh, you know, constrained, you know, things are, are not easy for them. So don't add to their difficulty. Don't add to their problem. Don't add to their pain. Make it easy for them. So that Allah will also make it easy for you. You know that you give charity is better for you if you know this world is not yours. You don't even know how much you are going to spend. You don't. You are not even sure who is going to inherit you. So make it easy for others. And before we go, um, you know, this is a world that uh, almost everyone is a debtor. We are not talking about even those who steal. That is on, on, on another scale. Those who steal, um, because they have a way to tamper with uh, the, the electricity meter in their houses so that they will not pay. They have a way of cheating on other things. <laughs> I'm very sorry for you. You are doing a great thing. You are battering away your good deeds. You are flittering away uh, your hereafter. And this is most unfortunate. But for those who are genuinely in debt, you know, they are compelled. There is nothing they could do. They have to take loans. And they have taken loans. You know, uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help you to repay your debt. But the Prophet has taught us a number of prayers for those who are owing, for those who are debtors. The Prophet has taught us a number of prayers. I will only, because of time constraint, be able to repeat uh, uh, two, you know, for us, uh, those who are in debt. Whether it is a business loan or it is a personal loan, don't deceive yourself. You are the debtor. Whether it is your business or your person, that has uh, taken a loan, you are the one that Allah will take into account. The notion of corporate existence of your business apart from you is not recognized in Islam. It is legal in Nigeria that your company is a limited liability company, is limited by, you know, uh, limited liability that it is, it is only the asset of the company, not your own personal asset. 
but Allah will track you down. Allah will make you pay on a day when there will be no money. We will pay from your good deeds and it, it could be at the expense of your hereafter. So the, prop, the prayers, one of it is that one day the Prophet saw a man, you know, in the mosque during Zuhur. He was there till asked. And the Prophet asked him, don't you have a job? Why are you staying in the mosque? Don't you have something doing? He said, yes, Rasulullah, it's because I have a debt. The Prophet said, you know, I'll teach you a prayer. And the Prophet taught him, Allahumma akfini bihalalika an haramika wazanini bifadlika amman siwaka. Allahumma akfini bihalalika an haramika wazanini bifadlika amman siwaka. Allahumma akfini bihalalika an haramika wazanini bifadlika amman siwaka. Now, the second prayer is something that we also know. Most of us know it very well. And the, the second prayer is, um, uh, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-ammi wal-hadhan wa'udhu bika min al-adsi wal-kasal wa'udhu bika min al-jubni wal-bukht wa'udhu bika min ghalabati al-dayn wa-qahri al-rijal. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika من الهم والحزن وأعوذ بك من العدس والكسل وأعوذ بك من الجبن والبخت وأعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم إني أعوذ بك من الهم والحزن وأعوذ بك من العدس والكسل وأعوذ بك من الجبن والبخت وأعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال um, this is uh, this is what the Prophet ﷺ has taught us as uh, you know prayer for uh, debt and for debt relief. Um, uh, we pray Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to make the attainment of excellence and all good things easy for us. We pray for Him to uh, uh, save us, to give us good health, uh, to give us good life. Uh, we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to renew our iman. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect us and members of our family so that we'll continue to, you know, uh, be grateful to Allah for his many favors upon us. Subhana rabbika, rabbil izzati amma yasifun, wa salamun ala al-mursaleen, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ameen. We can now take some of our questions. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much. Thank you so alaykum much. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's very, very beneficial. Um, it's, about, uh, it's like a buffet. Everybody to take to take death from death. Um, we have so many questions. Um, I don't think we'll have enough time that, that's uh, to right. go through all these questions. Um, so I, I don't know if it's something that you would want us to to read out, okay. answer, or you can just take any questions from there and read it out and answer, Sheikh. Whichever. But I think you, you 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 mix read from the from the question that are sent in, 
And if there are people online who want to ask questions, let them also benefit as much as practicable. Okay, fantastic. Um, so if, if you would like to um, also ask your question uh, in person, uh, please use the raise hand button and um, Mudrakat would upgrade you to uh, a panelist so that you can ask questions. Um, the first question, Sheikh, is, is it ideal that a person who has debts to pay is still giving out sadaka from the little amount that he has instead of keeping the money till he's able to pay his debts? You, you know, there is what they call uh, uh, prior charges. Even in death, uh, there are prior charges uh, before the estate of the deceased, uh, you know, could be uh, administered. You know, the first thing is, uh, uh, there are two things that are going to be considered. Wasiya is a bequest, and before Wasiya is 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 uh, taken out, first debt is the number one prior charge. So it is not right for the person who has debt to pay, and uh, he has enough money to pay it, and is still giving sadaka. Debt payment takes priority over giving sadaka. In fact, it is said at Daudeinun. The repayment of debt is part of the uh, deen. It's uh, is part of the religion. Uh, and it is obligatory. Sadaka is voluntary. So when you are confronted with something that's obligatory and another that is voluntary, the obligatory takes precedence. Thank you so much for getting the answer to the question. The next question is... Um, uh, so for somebody who has debts to pay, can the person ask or beg from others with the intention of wanting to use whatever you bought, whatever you get to fulfill the debt obligation? Oh, that is the person should go a begging. Yes, sir. That is complicating it. All right. But you, you know, we have, we have, um, we have our system in Islam. You know, for example, for those who are paying zakah, one of the categories of the recipient of zakah is, uh, you know, uh, for instance, is uh, uh, the one that is insolvent or the one that is in debt. So he could or she could indicate to authorities in charge of zakah that he or she is indebted and he will be entitled to zakah. This is better than going a begging. Or borrowing to pay debts. Uh, this is the system in Islam that is, uh, you know, uh, uh, recommended. Thank you so much for um, everybody asking if the recording would be shared. Um, we we typically share the recordings of of these uh, lectures. Uh, Mudraka has shared the link for you to register if you're not um, currently in the Tahara database. Please use the link so that we can have your email address on file. Um, inshallah, we'll have lectures tomorrow and Sunday, as well as Kutubaz every Friday till the end of Ramadan. Um, and this is how we'll be able to reach out to you. Um, this, the next question is, is it good for somebody to borrow because he wants to get married? Well, uh, you know, it's dangerous. You know, but I must make clarification. 
if if one is expecting money at a later date, uh, you want to marry, for example, in July, um, you do not have cash. You are expecting money in September. Um, you know, maybe from an investment that is going to be maturing or from a contribution that you're going to, or from a salary that you're going to receive and you're sure that you have, you know, you're going to have access, you know, uh, to the money and someone advances you. Yes. But if you are not sure, you are not very, very sure. It is not certain that you are going to be able to pay. It's best. It's best. It's not, it's not by force. Don't borrow. If you borrow to, to, for, for, for Nika, are you going to, you know, uh, uh, borrow money to feed your wife, to pay rent? Uh, I mean, you are going to be living a life of debt. It's not advisable. Thank you so much, Sheikh. Um, so we have someone asking that if, uh, if someone takes a debt, um, and has all the intention to pay back, but the life is cut short, um, as the intention is a foundation of all acts, what would then be, um, the situation with such a person? Now, there, there are two ways to answer that. Number one, intention, yes, is the foundation of action, but it must be Practical intention. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a means, but you have an intention. That is not a valid intention. You don't have any means of repayment, but you have an intention of repaying. It's indefinite. So it is discouraged. But if you have a means of repayment, or you are expecting money for sure at a later date, and you need money immediately, and before that time, you know, death overtakes the person. All right, there are two options. Either the heirs will pay the debts, and if there is nothing to be paid, you know, the, the heirs are poor, he leaves nothing or she leaves nothing from which the, the debt can be repaid, Allah will now consider the sincerity of the intention and will himself, you know, repay that debt. That's why Allah is uh, uh, called uh, the Yan, the one who repays people's debt based on the sincerity of their intention and I mean practical sincerity, not just empty sincerity. Allahu Allah. Thank you so much, Sheikh. Um, I think we still have time for, I'm hoping that we'll have a hard stop at 1 p.m. inshallah so that we can go and pray. Um, okay. Uh, we'll have time for just a couple more questions uh so someone's asking if it's okay to borrow for health reasons um and if the person dies can the family of the person pay the debt on their behalf yes it is because that's a compelling reason uh and uh, if the person dies then uh it devolves on the family of the person to repay thank you so much Sheikh. um Question is, if somebody promises to help another human being with such support, is he automatically recorded as a debt towards the person? Depending on how the promise is couched. All right? That's why a Muslim does not make absolute promise. All the promises are relative. Don't give assurance because you are not even in control of anything. 
wala takulanna li shay'in inni fa'ilun dhalika ghadan don't say of anything i'm going to do this tomorrow except if allah wills so don't be absolute if you are sincere in your promise and you really intend to fulfill it but you don't have a means of fulfilling it then allah will forgive you but if the intention originally is not even serious you are only saying it uh, you do not really from your heart intend to help that person all right then it is uh, it is um, you know promise they say is a debt um if you really have made a firm promise then you have to fulfill it because allah will ask you and you have to be able to explain to allah why why you, you, you are not able to fulfill it if you don't have a cogent reason then allah will take you to a conference allah wala thank you so much shaykh um so there's a real life scenario now someone is asking uh they were at uh, the embassy and they, they they had to pay 500 naira for storage and they didn't have any change on them i uh, promised to pay the person and collected their details but along the line they lost the details of the person a uh, person is asking what um they can do to pay off this debt seeing as they've lost the details of well the they must make they must make concerted effort to retrace the person uh if they cannot they can give that 500 naira as sadaqa so that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward the person but that is after making concerted effort to retrace the person and they have failed wallahu alam thank you so much shaykh um as one is asking if taking mortgage loan is permissible in this what provided that it is halal mortgage halal mortgage um does not have interest uh if if uh it is that day it is um, it is permissible but if it is interest then it is haram and it is impermissible Thank you so much Sheikh. Uh, there are there are, there are there are alternative there are alternative finances now uh you have a whole lot of products offered by Islamic financial institutions i think we should uh find out and exhaust this Thank you so much um so as asking the what happens in a situation where you lose the money and die but there's no family member or anybody that is aware of uh, of the loan facility what is the judgment on such a situation okay that's why i said at the beginning of this talk that there are regulations as far as islam is concerned that are stated in the quran when you take a loan for a time uh, you know write it down let there be witnesses huh so which means there has been an infringement from the very you know beginning uh if it were, if it were documented and it was witnessed even if the person dies um of course uh there will be someone who will be uh, there you know uh you know to 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 inform the family uh this is the way of muslims you do not do things like that and keep it to yourself because somebody must know 
in case you die. It's going to be, you know, an obstacle. You know, it's going to be an obstacle. So don't do it. Thank you so much, Sheikh. Um, it's 12.57 now, so we'll take two more questions and inshallah we'll wrap this up. Um, someone is asking, you know, when you talked about if, uh, even if it's a business loan, um, how it will be recorded, um, on the individual. Now someone is asking that if, uh, as an employee where you're the CFO structuring these facilities, um, but you're an employee of the company, would it be recorded? Um, as a debt on you as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, it is. Um, uh, if uh, you are taking a loan from your place of work, uh, yeah, and you know, in anticipation of uh, no. you know future. Clarif- okay. Clarification, Sheikh. You're not taking a loan. you're not okay. taking a loan from your place of work. You're taking a loan oh, okay. for the business an employee. Okay, for as long as you are not, you know, part of the ownership structure, uh, you do not own the business, you are only uh, an employee. Uh, uh, all you are doing is uh, you are helping them to do documentation. You are not liable. The, the, the liability uh, for the loan is on the owners of the business. Uh, owner or owners as the case Maybe, you know, if I get your question right. Yes, sir, you did. Thank you so much. Uh, final question. Uh, so someone's asking, before I, before I read out the final question, I, I want to apologize very much for all the questions that we're unable to read because there, there are a ton of them. Um, inshallah, we would continue this. Uh, serious and hopefully Sheikh would be back with us at some point um, so that we can continue to inshallah, from. inshallah, inshallah. He's asking what the ruling is um, for someone that guarantees another person's debt. Okay, the, the guarantor um, is to the extent of the guarantee is also like the debtor because what guarantor means is in case he could not pay, I will pay. I will ensure that he pays, and in case he cannot pay or she cannot pay, I will be liable. That's what it means. So it means that the guarantor is also a debtor. Thank you so much for making out the time for this. We pray that Allah continues to uplift you in the din and in all your affairs. You know, we don't need... We don't take this for granted that you have made the time to, to be with us and we sincerely appreciate it. Um, thank you so much, sir. Uh, inshallah, we're hoping that you'll be able to, to come back, um, to come back uh, uh, and share your time and knowledge with us uh, in the very, very uh, near near future. Um, uh, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. Well, thank you so much uh, on behalf of all of us at, uh, at the Tahara Collective. I'm Amari Niba, you know, um, you know, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, for everybody, for everybody asking for, um, for the video, can you fill the, the form that was shared, uh, so that we can have your email on file and we would, we would share, we would share the email as well as, uh, 
details about the the other lecture series that we're having tomorrow, Sunday, and um, every Friday to the end of the month. Inshallah. Um, thank you so much, Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yeah. I don't know if you have a lot of money. I don't know if you have a lot of money.